I will. Blog Talk Radio. We have a new opening, folks. We're trying to get it queued up here. So don't worry. We're here. We just want the new opening if we can. Yeah, where is it? The movie's only about an hour and a half long anyway. So I'll just introduce it till it gets queued up. We're going to watch... Uh, The 1951 film, The Day the Earth Stood Still. It um, was a a Golden Globe winner in 1951, which is always a good thing. It was, uh, the screenplay was written by Edmund North, based on a story written by Harry Bates, titled Farewell to the Master. I wish we had a master right now. But anyway, the movie is starring the wonderful, great, ever smooth and suave Michael Rennie and uh, Patricia Neal, who I always loved, uh, Hugh Marlowe and Sam Jaffe. And uh, uh, it was directed by the great Robert Weiss. And produced by Julian Blustein or Blaustein. Don't really know how to say his name. Music is um, different, and it's uh, done by Bernard Herman. I wanted to do uh, uh, a different film, and we will as soon as everyone can get a hold of a copy uh, with a breakthrough soundtrack, but we'll talk about that later. This uh, movie. You got it? Yeah. All right. And Here's our new opening. First, yeah. We can't. It says that when I uploaded to the opening, it didn't work. So, but this <laughs> is also the first movie to have its score done with a certain instrument. Yeah. So we'll get that, that it, as we get into the movie. Sorry. Right. Now. Sorry, Ms. It's okay. Captain Vicky, but it seems <laughs> like when uh, we transported on the ship, it forgot the opening as well as the toilet paper. <laughs> Good thing I thought about the toilet paper. I've got plenty. <laughs> but to kill a little time, oh. What do you think of, uh, how's it feel knowing that you paid for it? Knowing that CBS has let all of its con- Star Trek <sighs> content for free now. Uh, that um, here's the deal. I'm probably going to let go my per- my prescription. It's not a prescription, that's for sure, because it cer- certainly didn't make me feel good. It made me feel bad. Um, CBS, screw you. Um. I can't believe that CBS 
doesn't have enough money to let us see this stuff for free. I was listening to another podcast yesterday about how CBS wants um, COVID relief money to uh, produce their TV shows. Uh, Screw that. Hollywood's got plenty of money. They're just greedy. Greedy, greedy, greedy. And uh, they don't support us independent filmmakers. And Picard turned out to be the worst Star Trek ever. How could that be? And even worse than Discovery. And now I'm thinking, wow, Discovery needs to keep going. We need a Captain Pike, and we need to put Picard back to sleep. It's just terrible. Anyway, it makes me feel... Batteries out. Oops. (laughs) But that's bad sci-fi. We're about to go into good sci-fi. Right, right. Um, A little background on this film. Uh, When I was three or four years old, I'm not exactly sure because my mother doesn't remember exactly the year that... We lived in this particular house. I lived out in the county, Maricopa County, outside of Phoenix in a little house we did, my family. And uh, we were far away from city life. And it was very dark out there. You could see the stars. I was, like I said, three or four years old. And there was a power plant out there that every night just glowed. And... uh, these are the earliest memories I have. I think this is why I have German Shepherd dogs, because we had a German Shepherd back then. Uh, why I like open spaces, because I lived out in the middle of the desert. But also, the reason why I love science fiction is my very first television memory comes from this film. The first thing, if I try to think about the first thing I ever saw on television, it is Gort. It is that big silver robot as he is walking out of a big silver spaceship. And I remember standing next to the front door. Of course, it's Arizona, so it's kind of hot. Our door is open. It's dark night. And and my baby brother is sitting on the couch with my mom. And I guess she's probably giving him a bottle or something. I don't know. He was about one. And uh, I start watching this film, and it scared me. And I was scared of alien robots forever since then. But I think living out there, the power plant glowing in the middle of the night all the time, and this movie shaped my entire science fiction life and bent my mind towards science fiction since I was three or four. So I'm happy to bring this movie to our watch. How about you, Stephen? You got a memory of this movie? Yeah, the first time, well, we'll get into it now. Let's uh, get the movie going, okay? Okay. I'm at three seconds in, pause that, the 20th Century Fox um, logo. Yep, I have, the music has started, just barely the drums. Yeah. And yep, here got we it. Go. Yeah, in five, four, 
four, three, three, two, two one, one. Go. Go. Yeah, the familiar 20th Century Fox logo. This is another thing where I would say that the poster and the trailer, if you went there watching, wanting to watch the movie that was in the poster, you were going to be sorely disappointed, aren't you, Vicky? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they always, that poster is is just indicative of all posters back then. Look at that that you know that's a remarkable picture right there that galaxy because yeah. we had barely started seeing things like this out in in real um real pictures real photography uh real telescopes all that stuff and uh, um all that wonderful stuff and uh, so using those real pictures right there is is a breakthrough in itself and, uh, yes, that's the theremin. This is the first movie to ever use the theremin for its complete soundtrack. Right. The new um, electronic music was just starting. And so um, they used it a lot in science fiction, of course, trying to make it otherworldly. Yeah. That's a pretty good depiction of uh, the Earth right there, too. Yeah. Because this is something that really wasn't seen, well, much before, and that's intelligent science fiction directed towards an adult audience. Right, instead of adolescents. Because yeah, science fiction city. grew around the idea of the adolescent mind. Yeah. Look at these guys. They're all sweating. They always show uh, guys in a tower always sweating. <laughs> you know, this this movie is a huge metaphor. Um. They tried to make it uh, subliminal, but and, and I'm not going to talk about the big metaphor. But look at this is kind of like the the coronavirus spreading. Yeah, fear <laughs> of the unknown. Yeah, exactly. Over Hong Kong first, over Asia first, coming down like that. Now I understand why they did this to show yeah. uh, it. It going over all the different countries opening uh, this so that everybody in the world was tracking it. And then it lands, of course, in our COVID hotspot, New York City. <laughs> oh, gosh, I need to not talk about that. This movie does have too many no, parallels really, to pandemic. About, uh, yeah, how we would react if something strange like that would happen. You know, right. what would right. happen if something like a big um, I think I read that this opening was um um re redone. They had a different opening for this film. And then the 
producers decided that it needed to be more clear, and that's why they put in the spaceship going over all the countries and the exposition. Yeah. Because I think the movie originally started right here, seeing the spaceship coming down. I think that's what I read. I couldn't find that article. Well, I like it because it actually makes it a world event. And this this movie did come out pretty a little bit after, or was it before World War? No, after World War II. Right. It's a 1951 movie. So it's right around the Korean conflict before the before the Korean War, the real war. But I love that the Washington Monument happens to be my favorite building in Washington D.C. Every time I've gone to Washington, D.C., I've taken about, I don't know, 50, 75 pictures of that building. Probably because it's my earliest memory. There it is again, right? Yeah. (laughs) And, yes, they did use a paper plate to represent the spaceship, but it actually looks good there. Yeah. I What I don't find, I mean, I know what they did. They had to film this as everyday life was going. But I'm telling you what, if a spaceship landed in um, in the, the mall there in Washington, D.C., I would, um, I don't know, I wouldn't be out doing my normal thing. After 9-1-1, I think at 9-11... I think it wouldn't have got a chance to land. It had been shot at as soon as it entered close up to the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, shot at. But if they're actually capable of that kind of space travel, I I still don't think our missiles could get through to it. W-M-A-L. An amazing phenomenon. Look at that little TV. That's what I remember seeing this movie on, a TV yeah. just like that. Or close to that. And he's supposed to represent Walter Winchill. You know, I found myself wishing Walter Cronkite was alive. You know. Right, and the way he looked and... Well, isn't that the... Oh, Edward R. Murrow. Yeah, Edward R. Murrow. But this is like the epitome of what we had in our minds of what a... Uh, journalist was like. Yeah, the mustache reminds me of Walter Cronkite, but yeah. Yes. There's a lot of butt shots right there. (laughs) And would they allow that many curiosity seekers that close to something they might consider a threat? Well, maybe these, maybe back then they might have, but not these days. Yeah. Not even close. 
They would have made a perimeter back, oh, at least, at least a thousand feet. A thousand yards. And at least. Yes, this was made before television was a wide device. Radio was our mean of communication. Right. It still looks good. I have the... I'm watching it on the Studio Classics 20th Century Fox um, edition. I don't know when I got this movie. I think maybe about 20 years ago. I'm not sure. Maybe 18 years ago. Whenever it was... I can't read that small print. But... This is a pretty good. It's not done in HD. Look. We have come to visit you in peace. See how he raises his hand? That's like a yeah. an earthly type. An earthly they type reading. When they first it, and in the short story, he was supposed to speak in an alien voice because he did not know the earth language. I'm glad he spoke in um, English because anyone coming with his message should be able to communicate with the creatures on the uh, humanoids on the planet. Yeah, but it would it would end the same. They they would kidnap him, experiment on him, experiment on the ship. Oh, see, look. Yeah, that seems pretty much like what we would do today, right? However... Well, look, it's just a shoulder that panics that shoots him. And that was supposed to be the message itself. Right. There he is. <laughs> the stuff of my nightmares. The one... The only Gort. Yeah, he's the one you should be afraid of. I love they sped it up, but yeah, I'd be running twice that fast. <laughs> I'd be in one of those tall buildings with binoculars. I wouldn't even be close by. <laughs> Look at him. He look, looks impenetrable. He just looks like he could just... Just threat assessment. <laughs> yeah. And isn't this a lot... Isn't a giant killer robot a lot better than a million tiny killer bugs? Well, every, every film and every story has their own... Um, uh, good and bad. I like this one. I don't. I love Keanu Reeves, and but I don't like the day the Earth stood still. The two thousand eight, I think it is. Not sure. The hippie remake. Save the world, man. Yeah, I, I'm not really a fan of but that one. I he doesn't it. harm a single human being. He doesn't take right. out the humans. He melts the weapons 
But still, Klaatu here is telling him to stop. So maybe he would have gone further, melted the cars next. I love that. The point well taken. We had a gift for you. You thought it was a weapon. Now it's destroyed. Just like humans. Always making things worse. Typical white male, old, fat. (laughs) Sorry, you guys. (laughs) I'm not woke. I've been told I was woke, but I... Did you hear what he just said? (laughs) What did he say? I should turn it up. I'm sorry. We didn't know that you spoke our language. That's a racist. Until he said that about the tube, that line from the original script, where he wasn't supposed to speak English, you know. Right. Right. And Michael Rennie, he was in films after this, but this film pretty much locked him in stone. Yeah. The present situation. Maybe President Trump ought to listen to this movie. <laughs> no. Dude, the present situation. We won't start. We don't learn. We react. We don't. We act and react. We don't learn. Right. In 1951, they said that right after a world war, two world wars. Well, the story was written before the creation of the United Nations, where it would be pretty easy. Yeah, but even Trump, he won't even talk to the governors together. And has he even talked to the United Nations about this whole coronavirus thing? So this is just spot on. We're still living in the 1950s. Petty squabbles. Yeah. The whole Cold War. And he said he's there because of all the creatures. He didn't say humanity, all the people. He said all the creatures. Yeah. A.K.A. the dumb little ants crossing across this planet. (laughs) Yes. Well, I like the idea 
that our planet is precious because even with all our sophisticated uh, equipment we have now, our scientific knowledge, we're coming to find out that a planet like ours is special. It's precious. Lots of Jupiters and Saturns, Mars, Venuses out there. Not a lot of Earth. I love that. He had. He said, "I basically said I got more hope than people and you have." And then yeah. I guess I've been dealing with Earth politics a lot more than you. Exactly. He separated it, didn't he? Just like what's happening now. Get the economy going. American is the American Broadcasting Company still around? <laughs> you mean ABC? <laughs> yeah. There was. Uh, oh yeah. There was the American Broadcasting Company, the National Broadcasting, Broadcasting Company, and right. the Columbia Broadcasting System. Right. <laughs> They're all still around. In fact, we started talking about CBS earlier. Yeah. Greedy bastards. <laughs> I love it. They're trying to take it open. Yeah. Man, why would you touch him after he already did all that stuff? Well, that's our method. To just take it apart to see what makes it tick. Can we use it for our own goods and means? Right. There would have been no uh, no Cold War if they could have done that. <laughs> Yeah. I want to go to his planet. No kidding, man. Oh, there's a dirty thing that you wouldn't. This movie would automatically be rated R if it was uh, reclassified right. today for a rating. Right. Right. But, you know, the remake, they didn't have anybody smoking in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the remake is one of those save the earth things. Well, you know, you don't have to be cynical about saving the earth or cliched. This is this movie is exactly that same thing, saving the earth. But it's not cliched, it's not cynical, and it doesn't pander. It does not pander. Yeah. Well, look at Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which came out in the same time period. Right. Right. They were same able to transfer that pick movie to the 70s and 90s. Without pandering. Right. Well, of course. See, he's shown him right there. See, he's confused. He's like, I tried to tell you. They're a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, there you have it. Yeah, see, he knows how to social distance. He didn't <laughs> touch that paper. Child. <laughs> I love that. Don't judge me too harsh. I can only judge on what I see. Right. <laughs> and that's one of the other messages of this movie is that he views us, probably righteously so, as backwards primitives. Right. Right. And not just that, he views us as all one species, whereas we still look at our, you know, our racism, our prejudices with each other. Yeah. It's like uh, when we dance around the house and we look around and our dogs are giving us that look. (laughs) You know that look like, man, are you stupid? (laughs) Look how sad he looks right there. Yes. Shake, yeah. Just that little shake of the head. Right. <laughs> I love that, too. <laughs> oh, they locked me in. Huh. Who do oh, they think, think I am? Oh, these, these Oh, no. Listen to that music. Yeah, this this score, as much as this movie changed sci-fi and keeping it out of the kiddies, this score really changed what movie music could be. Right. There's a reason why this is one of the best-selling scores of all time, and it's still in print, and you can get it if you want. They thought that he was dumb when when he said, you're going to use that new weird instrument with the woo makes those noises? Right. Everyone was using it. And I read that there was an original script of it that started with this scene. That would be a good way to start a movie like this also. Well, a lot of them did. You know, not okay, the whole thing is like this. Look at Michael Rennie right there. Does he look great in a suit or what? He looks great. He's laughing at himself right there, you know. Right. I love this scene. This is just like a novel. 
were getting all the information that we need to move the story forward from right here. Right. And, you know, it's really telling. Oh, look at that. Is that beautiful filmmaking or what? Robert White. Yeah, that shadow. Yeah. You can barely see his face. This is not an ordinary manhunt. Now he's even darker. And there she is. I love this woman. Oh, there she is. That's not her. There she is. There she is, Patricia Neal, or as uh, yeah. she later... You know, um, I always thought that um, uh, Catherine Janeway, um, Kate Mulgrew, looked like Patricia Neal. Yeah. And they have the same voice, too. Was she Patricia O'Neill first, or did the O'Neill come later? I don't remember her. Um, I just know that she's uh, um, extremely smart. She um, has. She went to college, university. She's not your typical actress. No. I know that she also had a stroke later in her career, and she fought back and went back to working as an actress. Yeah. And another funny thing is that this movie, Buck Convention, is in there's no romance. Yes, thank goodness. So no wonder they sold it like a, a horror-type film where that is. They probably, like, they didn't know how to, you know. Um, they didn't trust it. in the intelligence of the viewers. Right. Unlike the pulp magazines and the sci-fi books. I love it. The sensationalism of the radio, calling him a monster, crawling back into the sewer, a menace. Oh, and for all of us who are older, there's Aunt B. Yeah. And you turn on the news. The virus has killed. There's 245 million cases in the United States today. There are two mining cases. There are 286 positives in one second. Yes. <laughs> it's not about informing us. It's all about scaring us, making sure that we keep listening, making sure that we stay tuned in. What's he up to? He's I have to say, my favorite newscaster was Walter Cronkite. You never did see any of the scare out of him. No. In fact, we saw him cry on television a couple of times. Yeah. He, He was the most human of all broadcasters. He cried when Kennedy was shot. He cried when um, the moon landing happened. He was just a human person. 
on the news. And I love this. They're also now. Most of it's communists. Communists when come and spaceships. They come in airplanes. Yes, and they're all still doing all their normal thing with the spaceship landed in the square. Yeah, <laughs> we have just learned that we're not alone in this universe, and everybody else is just. There's a virus out there. You need to stay in your houses. I'm still going to spring break. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> oh, this movie. <laughs> the human. Oh, no, Carpenter. it's not the movie. It's the human condition. It hasn't changed. We right. don't want to believe that nothing, you know. We walk around with fingers in our ears like nothing bad's ever going to happen to me. Right, right. Because if we ignore climate change, it'll go away. If we ignore well, actually, the virus. Well, actually, look what this virus has done for us positive. The Venetian canals, clean. Air pollution, yeah, but that's not- down. But those are just temporary measures. I mean, they're not even measures. Those are just, those are things that are to show us that we have the capability of changing the the damage we have done. But the damage we have done has to be um, reconciled. It just isn't yeah. going to change um, in our and time. The earth can take care of it. Yeah. Do you think us as the people will learn how much damage that we actually are doing by the plant, doing to the planet, by how just us being locked up for maybe a month or more? <laughs> you know, I I have very little hope. I used to think that people would actually see, um, see. As, as China, the pollution was going down in China and the satellites were showing, I thought that that was going to happen. But yeah. it's just like this film and what happens with this film. Um, uh, there were people in in my news feed on Facebook who were attacking me for saying things about climate change and for saying things about staying home and it's good that the schools were closed. There were people, reasonable people that I have dinner with attacking me. So this story written, what, you know, 50, 70 years ago, this story about humanity is still true. We won't love look right at here. what Where we're doing. Go to? What does that you Lincoln, know? of course. Yeah, that thing. Those are great words. So he's perplexed. How could humanity have this type of person and these words to look at and still be this way? There's that building again. What happened to that great man? Yeah, he was murdered. Yeah, anytime we get someone truly great who can help us in the planet... We do everything we can to stomp him down. Yeah. 
or her. Right. Yo, the Mark. I was sent by God to help save you. Oh, you helped us win the war. It's killer now. And that's just like um, these days with the virus. If the numbers go down just a little bit, well, let's crowd around it. Let's go to the bars. Let's open the schools. The numbers are down 1%. (laughs) What saddens me is when we do go back, if we go, when we go back to the way things were, well, I miss the movies. I miss sports. I miss this. Will you? Will they? Will most people appreciate it more once the dust is settled? No. They think they deserve it. I mean, look at the way he's appreciating everything here in a way that we don't. Yeah, like that guy right there. Typical. Yeah. Every time he has a little glimmer of hope in this movie, he just gets his heart broke. Right. How do you love Uh-oh. that line? Uh-oh. Yeah, but it's not that. It's that, uh-oh, you're starting to make sense. We can't have you on our newscast. Yeah, I mean, I love that, don't you? I, it scares me when people institute fear for reasons. Right. Now that we've got time to relax at home and enjoy our families, what do we do? I'm so bored. I know. I know. It's very hard to fathom. I mean, I'm stir crazy too. I like going out, but I also like the time to. I've, I've done more reading in the past week than I've done in ages. Reading my own kind of enjoyable reading, not reading essays, not reading work stuff, not reading stupid educational books, none of that stuff. And guess what? The kids who are getting their work sent to the home and they're doing it for home, they're doing it. Yeah, but you know what? My my district, we're not we're not allowed to grade anything. If if these teachers, I have teachers who are still sending work home to their students, but but they're doing it for nothing. The students are doing this made up freaking work for nothing. We're not allowed to grade. And so then leave the kids alone. Let them be kids again. Stop with this false education. Celestial there is mechanics. a group. Of, there is a whole bunch of people 
this doesn't just go with teachers who base their self worth on their job and on the oh, fact yeah. that they get, their, they get their job completed. Right. I No, I I find joy when I can bring a student into understanding of whatever subject we're learning at that point. That is completely worthwhile and what education is all about. And then this woman, so arrogant. So here comes the human race. Again, we open the door, stupid. Arrogance. I'd like to know how Klaatu um, learned how to read, write, and understand humanity so well. Watch this part. This just kills me. Arrogance, arrogance, arrogance. She was going to erase it. Yeah, that's the thing, you know. She's just the maid. I'm sorry, I don't mean to say just the maid. Um, Cleaning people's houses is very hard. (laughs) Very hard. And it's a noble, noble job. Oh, they're so in love. Don't push me, dude. How dare she? A woman and enjoys her freedom? (laughs) Don't push me, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, I might turn into Catherine Janeway and fly off on my own spaceship. <laughs> How do you do? Look at that little tie that boy has on. Thank you. 
I am glad I have a more casual time when it comes to clothing where I can get away with wearing T-shirts everywhere. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to wear a belt around my waist like she does, although she looks very chic. I'd have to starve myself for three months to be able to do something like that. But my hair, my hair, I could do my hair like that. You get much more education. Well, back then, education was better. So, school might be good. New math and new English. Ugh. There's Barnhart. He looks like um, Einstein's cousin, huh? Yeah. Yeah, back in our day, we went from A to B. Nowadays, they want you to go to A to B, then go, instead of going from A to B, they want you to go to A to C, then to B, then to B. <laughs> right, right. Right. It's, they put the cart before the horse always in in everything. That's right. (laughs) With the overall metaphor of this movie, (laughs) it's not faith, it's science. (laughs) Well, it's not faith that makes scientists curiosity. (laughs) Yes. the truth. We um, power our submarines atomically and those big all, the Navy uses atomic power all, atomic nuclear power all the time. So, you know, this is relevant also. They, when we send our probes out into space, like um, the Voyagers that are out into actually galactic space now. They've busted through the heliosphere into real space. Um, they're powered by tiny little nuclear-powered engines. 
seeing the Rock of Gibraltar? Well, sink the Rock of Gibraltar first before you level New York. <laughs> Well, there's nothing important in New York City. We can get rid of all the important people. Well, here's the deal. I want Governor Cuomo to be saved, all right? Okay. (laughs) Okay, thank you. (laughs) The finest minds in the world. How weird is it that we've gone from a time where scientists and open-minded thinkers were the heroes of the movie? To you need to fit in with the status quo and, you know. Right. Right. Well, it it happened when, after 9-11, George Bush said to make America great again, which those were kind of his words, we must buy refrigerators. Once he set that economic carrot in front of us, financial concerns became the only thing. Yeah. And plus, we're at the point right now where everybody, unless you're part of the 1%, are really living check to check. And that is not a sustainable economic policy. No, it's not. As we are finding out right now. Why do we have to have the stimulus? Two weeks of that work is really done to people. Right, exactly. Exactly. And look how fragile the American economy is because we're based on um, travel and leisure and and the frivolous things in life. All the people who are in well, the stock market the losing money. Things in life. The well, stock market is based on privilege. And that's yeah. what the people are afraid of. Not if you, you don't and have me, enough people. money to lose money, you can't win on the stock market. Right. And that's what they're losing. They're losing their cushion. So that's what makes everything imperative that you and I risk our lives to go out and work for them again. Most of the just basic working class cannot make it. I mean... This so-called stimulus check, it's how much I get a month. Yeah. it's uh, Plus just $300. Big deal. Yeah, big, big, big whoop. In California, that doesn't even pay your electric bill. I spend about... Just on my own, $300 on groceries for the entire month, and that includes making sure that uh, Dingus and Dingbat gets their food and their dog treats. Right. Right. That's pretty close to what my mom and I live on with our animals. Thank goodness crickets are still really cheap.
Look how threatened he is in his maleness. Right, right. There's nothing going on at all. And he's the typical, well, he's also a salesman. Salesmen have to be very aggressive people. And look at he's teaching the boy math. No wonder the salesman is so uh, threatened. Yeah, we learned the short way. Yeah. Like, how to divide? How many times will eight go into eight? One. How many times will eight go into sixteen? Two. You know. Right. Not okay. Let's first take apart eight, and then. Start counting how many are in these four parts, or three parts, or two parts, whatever. That yeah. before you even solve the problem, you must take it apart first. That's what new math is all about, and it's ridiculous because you can't teach the higher concepts before you teach the basics. I mean, really, the joy. And you can't teach the joy of reading anymore. No, I don't. I only we only read for evidence now. Evidence to prove your point. We don't read for joy, not in not in school. Yeah, when I went to school, it, what did I learn? Edgar Allan Poe, the, the we, Odyssey. We only read those, we only read poems to help us make a point. And we only read things like the Odyssey in parts. We never read the entire play or the entire anything anymore. Just the parts that make the point. Everything is taken apart these days. No, if we could only have that in the Central Valley. You know, they say learning is not supposed to be fun. Yes, it is. It is. That's that's the whole point of learning. When it's fun, that's when the the real explorations come in. Yeah, like when we were in high school, I mean, we got to read adult books. That was one of the signs. We're adults now. We have responsibility. Why? We can read adult books. There's adult books in the library. And I'm not talking about naughtiness. I'm talking Stephen King, George Orwell, uh, Clockwork Orange. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Because back when we were in school, we read 1984 and Brave New World and thought about the future, but not anymore. Nowadays, they're banning books, Harry Potter, because it teaches witchcraft. Yes. 
that kind of thinking is just taking over everywhere. We are slipping into the dark ages again. We are headed into the real metaphor of Fahrenheit 451. Yes. Yes. And we think. You know, the thing is, is that I used to be able to teach that. And I have former students who are in their um, late 20s right now, early 30s, who are like, wow, I remember that book so well. Remember this and that? They contact me and, and talk in their adult lives about how they see that book. And now I can't even teach that book anymore. We give it to eighth graders to read because the lexicon in the book is eighth grade level. So the so what if the lexicon is eighth grade level? The ideas are are sublime. Yeah, but, I was reading on an eighth grade level when I was in third grade. But the thing is, see, an eighth grade level lexicon doesn't mean that it's eighth grade level understanding. The ideas in the book are adult, and if it's easy to read doesn't mean that the it's not rigorous for the mind. People well, have like it all movie. backwards. Yeah, just like this movie. Look at it that. really That's is so an cool. adult movie for adult right. thinking. Yes. I mean, even if you did get the old pulp magazines and stuff back then, you're not going to get stupid writing. Right. I think that the easier something is to read, the flow of it, the lexicon, all of that, the more brilliant the writer And so I think lexicon, basing lexicon, how easy it is to read on what kids should be reading is false. It's um it's a smokescreen. Well to keep look people at the from Marvel reading. movies. Kids are all kids and everybody love the Marvel movies. But are they reading the comics? No. Yeah, it's really weird. The kids aren't even reading comics or graphic novels anymore. They used to consume that stuff. Used to find they used to have conversations about it. But they don't anymore. All they have is their damn phone in their hand and watching some video. It's funny how the boy discovers what nobody else can, right? Well, the scientist knows. Right, but he had to tell him. The boy discovers it on his own. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to notice that Gort moved. I love how they make this 
round like this to reflect the outside, but it reminds me yeah, of the TARDIS. And they, uh, <laughs> and they created all that by uh, shining lights through a Venetian blind. Right. It's so wonderful. It looks so otherworldly. But really, for me, who's a Doctor Who fan, um, and been watching a lot of it lately, it just looks like a TARDIS to me. (laughs) Before the TARDIS was created. (laughs) Well, this movie really... They even hired a linguist. A ling. Ah. Come on, Steve. You can say the word linguist to create the language for uh, Klaatu. I was reading that the the screenwriter uh, created most of it, all the the language of it. A combination of Latin and I forget what else. Because Latin's always sound out of wordly, hasn't it? Yeah. Poor children. And look how we bullshit our kids. You know, oh, don't worry, this is a dream. Don't worry, it's going to be all right. Right. <laughs> right. I never Good. call you a liar. Well, that's invasion of privacy. Just like a good American. Good American male. No offense. Uh-oh. He found a diamond. Nice manicure. I love it. Just because he has a diamond, he's automatically a diamond thief. Yes. <laughs> As if he walks around like a thief. But that is funny, I mean, how hard would it be to sell a diamond like that nowadays? Oh, they they put a trace on it, and when they found that they couldn't trace it, man, they'd throw you in jail. Yeah, because the sale of diamonds is strictly regulated. Exactly. That's a racket. Yeah, automatically, he's a goddamn thief. He's a diamond smuggler. I never trusted him. Jolson <laughs> not noticing mother fathers, that's for sure. <laughs> Oh, you weren't outside. You didn't do it. Your shoes are soaking. Yeah, the grass was wet. (laughs) 
I love, they always used to wear gloves. How hygienic. Sure. Let's have lunch. Funny how you could have a job and actually have lunch too. I can't have lunch at my job. I get 36 minutes to walk around, do things that I have to do, talk to people, answer student questions, um, pee, pee twice maybe, and then maybe shove an apple in my face. impede the whole earth. <laughs> this is how you stop the world. Exactly. Heck, the world's it's already stopped true. nowadays. There are just some people yeah, just too ignorant to realize it's happened yet. Did you see when Netflix went down two days ago? Netflix went down across Europe and across America. And instantly people are like, what the fuck? Netflix is down. And I'm like, what the hell? You only have Netflix? It's just like a library. Oh, man, I can't find anything to read. What? That one book I wanted wasn't checked out. Isn't they like 360 more books in the library at least? Yeah, but I don't know, I know. them. <laughs> but I read an article and basically, you're right, that's what they did. He did it sort of like a temporary EMP. Right. Uh Uh-oh, we're going to have to milk those cows by hand. (laughs) Look, they're stuck up there on a roller coaster. Why don't they get out and walk? I don't know, because there's there's a ledge on every single roller coaster if that happens. Yeah, this shows how helpless we are without our gadgets and our toys. Our electricity, man. Yes. <laughs> I'm enjoying it right yes. here. That's me. All 
Should I declare it or not? Should I? I don't know. But look at what him. will it do to the economy? <laughs> oh, I only know diamonds. Very good prize. tell her anything <laughs> and she must be fawning all over you <laughs> she has one glove on maybe that's where Michael Jackson got the idea Look at everyone just going about their business. <laughs> the, the entire world was just shut down, and people are still just acting like nothing happened. Yeah, even the title today, The Earth Stood Still, is yeah. really bigger than what actually happens in the movie. Right. Oh, they did. Jesus Christ, look at those ashtrays. But they actually wrote it into the script that they saw the robot had moved. I'm so happy. That's the continuity in this story. What I'm talking about. Did you see those ashtrays? There's more butts in there than on a strip club on a Saturday night. (laughs) (laughs) Bill aids owner on foreclosure. Hospital building fund, Gaithers Sports. Court seeks adjournment. Traffic toll at new high. Yeah, that's terrible. 
same old headline. I'm thinking though. that we might have to go to. Or is it too late for a National Guard lockdown to have any real effect on the damage already done? You mean to the um, with the the virus? Yeah. Well, Trump. They're saying today that he's going to lock down New York, uh, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Well, that would be a National Guard down New York. No, I mean federally, take in you know the National Guard and put freaking people at the border. Now that's That's stupid. Well, I don't know. I don't know. How else would the federal government lock a place down? Look at her looking at him. There's your answer. I'm not going to marry you. Well, she should have just done that little button click, you know, and would have cut him off and would have taken um, at least 10, well, 15 actually, more minutes. Well, did just cut him off, but let's not get into metaphors. Yeah. <laughs> Plan B. I just watched Interstellar. Love that movie. They had to go to Plan B. That's what saved the world. Plan B. Yeah, that's our response to everything. We shoot it, we beat it, we club it. Yep. And if that doesn't work, then there's plan B. funny how there are scenes like this. Yeah, exactly. You sped up a little bit. It's a good movie um, technique. Brings more tension. Can't 
Superman missed his turn. <laughs> like, where where are they going? What are they doing? See, this is what, what Trump wants to do with uh, locking up New York and New Jersey. This is yeah. what's in his mind. <laughs> Yeah, got that little boy with the ball in his hand. Going to spill the beans. At the ship? Thank you, son. Like the other 55 of them. <laughs> yeah, he told them the other direction. <laughs> there it is. Can't believe that's the only yellow cab. Hey, dude, there's a spaceship, and there was a 30 minute blackout. What else special do you want? (laughs) Zone 5. Uh oh. I think the signs are all there. Oh, Lord. Gort. Here we are. You know what those three words mean, don't you? <laughs> it means, what do they mean? Klaatu says, stop! Yeah. Yes, don't destroy the Earth until I get back on the ship. <laughs> it's a shutdown code. Yes. And how do you like the military are acting smart too? They're not just running in there, you know. Right, but this is standard military procedure to be cautious like that. Yeah, but they are they really aren't acting stupid as they say. Right. 
Well, I think that this film is really trying to show, you know, realistically, dangers in our society, real dangers that we have to address, which, of course, we didn't. Oh, Lord. He, that's the second time they've shot him, and he hasn't done anything. Well, what is the title of the short story? The um, oh, the Masters, what? Farewell to the Master. Right. Wouldn't that be... I don't know. I haven't read the short the story. I should read it. But another thing they explained is that Gort circuitry is timed to Klaatu's heartbeat like an EKG. Right. So as soon as something happens, you know. Right. That's why he's burning out of his it's little like an alarm plastic switch. cage. Yeah. These two guys, I feel sorry for these two guys. They're just doing your job. Well, no, they're pointing the guns at him. Yeah. Well, not really pointing. They're just walking towards him. But Gort's had enough. He's like, Phew. yeah. Well, that's a program. He's like, you attack, you killed, you took out one of ours. We'll take out one of yours. No, he's gonna take out the whole, the whole human yeah. race. That's his job. If they kill him, that proves that we're nothing right. but backwoods animals. So we're gonna take everybody out. Right, and not. They're not going to take out the animal life on Earth. They're going to take out the human. Because that's what Klaatu's original um, original message was. All creatures on your planet. And the bunny rabbits have nothing to do with it. Though if we screw things up, the bunny rabbits are going to be pissed. Oh, well, they're already dying. Can you imagine how P.O.'d our dogs are going to be once everything goes back to normal? What do you mean? What are they going to be pissed off about? They're so used to us being here now seven days a week. Like, hey, where do you think you're going? Well, that happens to to my animals every year because I get two months off in Christmas or Christmas at um, summer. And uh, come on, come on! And they get really Stop angry being human. when I. Well, you know. This is it.
<sighs> Thank goodness. Now comes the movie poster. Uh-oh. I can see all those little lines holding her up. The strings. Well, they had to have the lines there. You know why? The guy in the suit was walking blind. <laughs> right. Right. But, yeah, how right. simple is that? Just put a flashlight through slats to get that look. Oh, yeah, the look on, I still think it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it looks more futuristic than a lot of the futuristic stuff nowadays. Oh, just look at the show Picard and all its terrible CGI. Oh, my God. It looks horrible. It just looks horrible. This looks beautiful. I love that it looks like the sunrise behind her. Tell me that's not a symbol. (laughs) Yeah. I just don't understand why Gort has to have underwear on. Goes. Can't go nowhere without wearing pants. <laughs> the body, and it's locked in a cell. God. Yeah. God. Do you not understand we how we dangerous? Killed the weirdo. Yes. Who builds their jail with the jail cell on the outer side on the alley? No one noticed this happening? Okay, this is the only kind of, this is the only thing leaning toward stupidity there is. What? What? The fact that no one notices. Right, right, right. No one. No one sees him. All those people are just running about their business like nothing's happening. And yeah. so Gort goes and does this, and no one sees him doing it. If he had a, a, some kind of a force shield and made him invisible, that would have helped.
The new movie, the 2008 movie, the remake, I just hate what they did with Gort. I hate it. And I know, so made him into like a million little bugs put together. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I really hated it. And here's all the scientists. Aren't they wondering what the heck? Why are, why are the lights on? What's well, no going on? No one told them what's going on. Oh, they do know. Oh, they did have permission. Well, haven't you guys noticed that the big robot is gone? <laughs> you think that they give a damn? Well, the the army encased him in that plastic. They shouldn't be thinking about what the heck. Sorry to any dogs that. that are listening. <laughs> That looks like a CAT scan, a modern-day CAT scan. I got him breathing. the heck? I'm resurrected. Didn't I read a fable about this when I was studying Earth? <laughs> he even has blood. They had to write that line in. That power, the power of the Almighty Spirit. That was in the short story too. Was it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, okay. They didn't say God. They just said the Almighty Spirit. Almighty Spirit. Okay. Uh oh, I'd be so scared at that moment. There comes Court. Yeah, like a gun's gonna help. A pistol. The universe grows smaller every day. 
the threat of aggression by any group anywhere no longer be tolerated. There must be security for all, or no one is secure. This does not mean giving up any freedom, except the freedom to act irresponsibly. Do you think we should play that on the TV instead of President Trump's uh, speech? Yeah, every day. So he's a cop! You should have said one way or the other. <laughs> it's only two choices. Yeah, but they're not taking away the free will. Well, yeah, that's point. what it is. The free will. Free will, one way or the other. You have your free will to join us or continue on your course. Arena. Let's go. Let's get the F off this planet. That's as close as we come to a kiss in this movie. Yep. Yes, thank God. But he empowers her. You were right. Thank you for trusting me. Trust yourself. Yeah. I wish I had a couple of those wooden chairs. I like them. Nice chairs. Goodbye. Please don't send your killer robots back.
there you have it. Isn't that really the, the message we're going through today? Behave or... We're all what? going... Now, this is not no, I can do what I want, screw the man. If we don't comply... Here's the thing. As far as what's happening today with the virus, the one piece of science that that nobody except the scientists and the real doctors are talking about is the fact that viruses change. They mutate. And they don't mutate towards being benign. They mutate to being stronger. Because the, the whole point of a virus's life is to have more life, have more viruses. And that's why an animal is a perfect host. It's a parasite. And uh, although a virus doesn't want to kill its host, it can easily transmit itself from one host to another. And that's why if one host dies, it goes into another one and lives on. People are not talking about that. Everyone wants their personal freedom, and everyone wants their personal whatever. And, oh, my God, I can't go out and do what I normally do, and especially those freaking people who want to go to the pubs and to the, go out and go to restaurants. I understand it's fun to go to restaurants and go hang out with other people and get drunk. But that's not what most of life is about. And you're the selfish one today wanting to do that. And you're the one who is going to spread it, and you're the one who's going to kill people. So just think about what a virus's real point is, and then take precautions. But see, that's the point of this movie. They don't want you, they don't want to tell you how to live. They're just telling you to not be so aggressive. Stop the violence. But And they're not saying they're perfect. They're saying right. they have to live under those rules too. That's what he said. He goes, our system is not perfect. We know that. But we don't have violence and wars and armies, and we're free to pursue other things. That's what he said. But that's, I don't know, sometimes I think that freedom, freedom like that is too much for human beings. And human beings need their overlords and they need their 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 authority figures to tell them what to do. Yeah. That's what I think. Like people are afraid yeah. to stay home for a month because I don't know what to do with myself. Well, that's a that's a failure of imagination. Yeah. And so you can't maybe say, well, I'm bored. I'm not afraid to do. There's a right. But all the streaming free and all that. There's a million things to do. Let's see. In the past two or three weeks, uh, Showtime's been free. This week, Stars yep. is free. And there is so much free crap out there. And um, 
a lot of the movies that weren't going to be released till May and June and July are being released now on the free services. Yeah, Disney is. I think uh, Star Wars is going to be on the Disney streaming channel sometime in about the middle of next month. Yeah. And so, come on. I don't know. This is the perfect movie for... I do know this. Not that I don't know. I do know. This is the perfect movie for what's happening around the world right now. What we need to come to grips with. Well, our modern life. Our modern freaking life. You know, that that's 1951 after America dropped two atomic bombs on the Japanese. People were afraid. That was during the time of um, duck and cover and are we going to annihilate ourselves and all that kind of thing. Well, now it's climate change. Seventy years later, yeah, we're still, we still have the capability of annihilation by thermonuclear war, but we also have this very real threat of climate change, of, of the oceans rising, the um, polar ice caps melting, um, and as that happens, more pandemics because of the encroachment of animals and people together. And all this rain, um, too. Rains create is a perfect storm to create viruses. I don't believe what? that so-called stuff where that one guy in China ate a raw bat and now everyone's getting sick. Well, I don't, I, I, I don't know what to think about that. I do know that animals have different viruses than than humans. Yeah. Um, and I know that some of those viruses and birds have different viruses in in the San Joaquin Valley. I know that this is not what, you know, knowledge right now because our our Republican government that we've had locked in for the past 18 years have downplayed this. But we used to have um, warnings all the time about dead birds. Do not go near a dead bird. If birds are dying in your area, you need to call the health department to come out and scoop up the birds to test the birds. Now, yeah, before, what do coal miners used to do to test the air to see if there's too much carbon monoxide in the air and gotten poisonous? Yes, birds. But it's not just birds. No, it's because if the birds are dying of a coronavirus or an avian flu, it can, if you're playing around with the animal um, yeah. and you have an open store then that virus has an open door to get into your body. And and so that's how these things can happen. And, I mean, it's not common, but it happens. There's scientific evidence of of being infected. I think that in those wet markets, how SARS became is that somebody was chopping up um, uh, birds and they cut themselves and there was bird um, blood and the blood got mixed 
together, somebody got blood into their sore or their slice in their arm or their fingers or something, and they were patient zero. That's scary. Yeah, Nobody wants to talk about effect. that. And uh, sorry about the opening. I'll try to fix it before your next one. And people, here's what's upcoming. Uh, Oh, yeah, we're almost done. Tomorrow night, me and Carl will be going doing sports movies. Because everybody's going crazy without the sports. Right. And Tuesday, we're going to be doing... A watch of the Bingo Long Traveling All-Stars and Motor Kings. Sadly, the only movie ever done about the Negro Leagues as itself. Right. Well, um, the play Fences by by, um, um, Wilson, he deals with that within the play. So once you guys do that, if other if people are interested, read the play Fences, and you will see how um, how there's a lot of the history of baseball in that play with the um, yeah. the Black League. And Thursday, it's going to be me, Carl, and Vicky. And we're going to be watching Red Sun. Same time as today. 11 o'clock my time, 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. Okay. And once again, thank you for listening and thank you for being back and... No thank you to Picard for taking someone who's suffering severe PTSD from being transformed into a robotic being and then having an ending where he's like, I'm a robot. I'm happy now. Yeah. Yes, there's lots to... I've been um, streaming it again with my mom before I get rid of CBS Access, All Access or whatever they call it all access. What an oxymoron. Anyway, um uh yeah, um there are so there are so many great ideas, especially in the early part, the first few episodes that they have that they never carry through to the end of the show that and 10 episodes, what a waste. And each episode is only about 40 minutes long. It's just almost a waste of time. And the commercials, oh, my gosh, sliced in at the exact wrong moment are and so loud, it's just not worth it. Not worth it. I would not pay for a streaming channel that has commercials on it. Yeah, no. No. <clears throat> But then again, I mean, people are complaining, I don't have my free, this is the closer, I don't have my free space, I don't have my thing. Well, I got diagnosed with having uh, scarred liver and cirrhosis, and I have to wait to April to get the procedure to see how bad it is scheduled. 
And am I bitching and whining about it? No. Why? Because it's rather to be safe and keep people from getting sicker and get this corona thing over with first. Right. Right. Well, I hope you guys watched the movie with us and enjoyed uh, our our commentary, funny and serious, both at the same time. <laughs> and I'll be doing another um, live watch here real soon of my own. I would like to do Forbidden Planet, if possible. So yeah. I'll keep you informed on that one. But for now, I guess it's time that we... Uh, Say goodbye to everyone, Stephen. We're head off into the universe, and thank you to all of Vicky, Captain Vicky Loves Cadets for tuning in today for the first episode of Sci-Fi Theater. We'll see Thanks, you everyone. again soon. Good night, everybody, and keep looking. Well, you get to say that line. What should they keep, keep looking at, Vicky, Captain Vicky? They should keep looking Star Wars. Okay? Right. Good night, everyone.